Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome back to another episode of She's in Tech. I am Maria Loza. I am a developer at Distot, um, a software developer, and I have about three years in the industry. Very excited working with Layla Element. And you can find me at Twitter uh, using the handler at this underscore underscore Maria. Maria, we're so excited to have you here today as a co-host. My name is Tracy. I'm another one of the co-hosts of She's in Tech. You can follow me on Twitter at Lady Leet, and I'm the CEO of a company called This.Labs. And we have an amazing guest today. Uh, welcome, Kubra. We're so excited to have you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. When I went freelance, I was still only a few years into my development career. My first contract, I was paid 60 bucks an hour. Due to feedback from my friends, I raised it to 120 bucks an hour on the next contract. And due to the podcasts I was involved in and the screencasts I had made in the past, I started getting calls from people I'd never even heard of who wanted me to do development work for them because I had done that kind of work or talked about or demonstrated that kind of work in the videos and podcasts that I was making. Within a year, I was able to more than double my freelancing rates and I had more work than I could handle. If you're thinking about freelancing or have a profitable but not busy or fulfilling freelance practice, let me show you how to do it in my Dev Heroes Accelerator. Dev Heroes aren't just people who devs admire, they're also people who deliver for clients who know, like, and trust them. Let me help you double your income and fill your slowdowns. You can learn more at devheroesaccelerator.com. Yeah, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, of course. My name is Kubra Zengin, and I'm the regional lead for North America Developer Communities at Google. And I'm taking care of the Google Developer Groups and Women Tech Makers programs. It's been like three years that I'm doing this job, actually, in different roles. So I'm really excited, you know, about working with communities like every day, actually. So, yeah, this is my story. Like I moved here from actually Turkey. Uh, maybe I should tell you a little bit, you know, my background too. So like I went into tech, like after studying, you know, uh, chemistry in college. And then it was unrelated to, you know, kind of uh, digital tech right now that I'm doing most of the job. And then, and especially at comedies too, but I was able to, you know, enter into tech and then comedy work after I volunteered as a DG myself. So. That was the whole, you know, point that I was kind of, kind of finding myself to be lucky, actually. So, yeah, that's me, <laughs> I guess. That's kind of exciting. I mean, I love hearing that because you, you were literally just, you know, another person hanging out in the community. You started getting involved and then all of a sudden you're literally leading like the global North America communities for all of Google now. Yeah, that's true. Actually, uh, you never know. Yeah, you never know what's going to happen, right? So uh -huh. if you are like building a strong network and then just, you know, kind of even like something you do like minor, like a minor thing can change your life. So you don't realize, you know, what you are doing at that time. Maybe like it's a puzzle, right? So what you do uh, early maybe will affect in the later time in your life so you don't realize those things so it's just a matter of passion I guess you know you need to follow so yeah, yeah that's that's how I you know like find again like I found myself like lucky enough to just work with communities and in tech was there did you have any securities when you started up you know working with the communities what can you repeat again I, I okay. missed it 
did you did you have any insecurities when you started up working with the communities of course i had so many actually <laughs> just i can tell of course this is kind of you know something that i believe like vulnerabilities make you stronger and then i can share now right now like you know how i was insecure about working with communities because in being in front of a community is kind of you know challenging like they just look up to you as a role model and then like you need to prove yourself all the time that you are good enough right and as a woman that's another way right we are all just kind of going through the same struggle all the time at work or even you know outside work so yeah it was like i remember my first event was I was so excited, you know, on stage, just talking to like an audience as a public speaker. So, yeah, you learn a lot, like all all along the journey. But yeah, I was kind of, you know, like scared of giving a talk, like in front of an audience. This might be like, you know, counted as a insecurity, um, I guess. Other than that, yeah, working with comedies is, you know, challenging. I'm sure like Tracy is here too, like working with all of the comedies too. So she, she might understand me very well. <laughs> yeah, I think it's all the different, it, you know, it, it's like herding cats, you know, as how I like to think about it. Um, do you have any advice on building, like how to build communities well? What, what is your advice for people who might be wanting to start to build their own communities? Um, that's a good question. I would say, you know, empathy like you need to be empathetic to understand the community and just look from their perspective to build a community really well because for example if you don't understand them like then it will come to a point you know like it's just one-way communication you need to build a two-way communication with all of the community members so that way like it's just you know helping them get stronger in their own presence of the communities that I can tell. But it starts with empathy, I say, all the time. Um, like, even not maybe, like, even sympathy, right? Not like empathy, but even sympathy, like, just understand them very well. We'll make it better, I I'm sure. Are there any, you know, I think the interesting thing about building communities is people are always wanting to start new ones, right? So I'm sure, you know, since you manage all of North America, you're like, you know, you see people wanting to start and then they fall off the face of the earth. And then, you know, you know, whatever, like, I'm sure there's a lot of false starts. Um, yeah. Do you have yeah. any advice for people who are just trying to build from the ground up? Like, what are, you know, do you have like top three tips maybe? Yeah. So if you're passionate about what you are already into, for example, you know, a technology. So you pick that one, maybe the first one would be this, right? pick the place like topic that you are passionate about like you are Tracy you are working about like angular all the time right so it's just your passion about it and like just pick the topic and then the next item is I can tell just do something like start you know from scratch like create an event right it's just it's hard but it's not going to be overnight like just to build a community right it's just you need to show up, like you need to show the consistency to do events and like, you know, maybe like this one podcast and then like not only events, but uh, like bringing more content to your own community. So once you have the platform already, uh, you will just, you know, pick the topic, 
do show up and then kind of, you know, bring more content to it. And thirdly, I can tell, like, promote it very, very well. Like, just look for the branding, right? So if you are creating value for people, then they will come to you if you are promoting enough too. So, you know, maybe use social media. Like, social media is, you know, one of the strongest platforms that we are all using. But we don't realize how strong it can be sometimes. Even, for example, you know, following the trends like Clubhouse, right, just, you know, popped up. So if you are just following those trends along the way, so you will find those challenges resolved. Like if you are not able to, for example, reach out to more people, you need to find the right platform and then right people in the right time. So about the same, like about the passion that you have, uh, you know, as a topic. So maybe those are the three items that I can, you know, give advice. Yeah. I don't know if that's, that's <laughs> like a good answer, but yeah, from my perspective, I see this, you know, happening all the time in GDGs and WTM committees. So even, you know, beyond that, actually, not only those committees, but like every, you know, other committee that I'm seeing uh, in the world. So they start with those, I guess, starting points. What about... Go ahead. uh, Thank you. So going off of the starting new communities, what advice would you give to, you know, the people who are trying to start them up when it comes to toxic members of the community? Like, oh, you know, the creepy people who show up and you're, yeah, you know, um, especially for new people, because, you know, they just, they don't, they might not even come into the realization of that part of it until it really happens to them and they may not be prepared for it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Actually, that's something even I struggle myself. So <laughs> I, to be honest, you know, like there's no right answer to that, yeah. but I would, I guess, you know, kind of how can I say this like yes so not like we should call it toxic people Mm -hmm. but you know they bring their own like perspectives right Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe it it might look like toxic but they might bring some value right still like if they criticize for example something maybe we should just look at ourselves like how we are doing things but at the same time of course there's a like you know line right so Mm -hmm. to be crossed like not to be crossed so we should be careful about that one I would recommend you know for the new community builders to just look out for those people a little bit more carefully and then kind of have a high level overview like responses in the community that you are running so let's say you know one person comments and then not like harassing, by the way, not like, you know, just mm-hmm. like going into that direction. If that's happening, that you can just, you know, ban that person from the committee because there's, you know, like committee guidelines, there's like code of conduct. And then like you need to build those, first of all, in your committee. By the way, yeah, this is a good advice. Just build those code of conduct and committee guidelines in the first place. So this is the first thing ever you should do and then put you know on every platform that you have just publish it so that way you know people can just be aware what's going on and then what they should do or what they shouldn't do but after that you know like if there is you know like a mild kind of toxic (laughs) toxic situation 
So like try to understand from their perspective and then address those challenges. And at the same time, if that doesn't resolve, maybe get resolved, maybe you can just have a one-on-one conversation with them, right? So to just kind of what's like to understand what's going in their head. And then, you know, maybe they're just mad at something else. Like we don't know everyone's journey. So I would say, again, it comes to the empathy, you know, situation that I was telling. So try to understand them and then address their needs. And if it continues, then just, I think, you know, you need to take an action maybe uh, at the last minute, like at the last point. But yeah, this is my advice, I guess, in general. Yeah. I think your advice is actually really good. So, you know, for, for meetups, we always start with a code of conduct. And if you're a male and you're organizing an event, you know, get a female co-organizer, let's say, right? Or if you're a woman yeah. in your tech community and you're just looking for an easy way to be helpful, you know, becoming a co-organizer or asking to co-host events for, you know, whether it's an event run by a guy or whether it's an event run by a woman, I think it's especially valuable if you are a female and volunteering for a male run group, which a lot of tech groups are, because, you know, you're providing perspective and you're also providing just your presence as a female to be a leader. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's just enough to allow women to feel more comfortable. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's also just enough for, you know, maybe that, (laughs) I mean, there can be bad players regard, you know, doesn't matter what gender you are. Right. But I think a lot of women feel uncomfortable. And uh, sometimes if there's a woman as a co-organizer, maybe the men will be a little bit more, you know, yeah. I'll, I'll death yeah. guys. No, well, I mean, I don't usually run into like super toxic people. I usually run into the, I don't know who you call it, mildly toxic, not toxic, but just like, like we have this one guy going to GDG Silicon Valley. And after every single talk, he like questions the speaker, these questions. And it's just like, oh, here we go again. You know, it's like, whatever. I mean, you know, he brings his own personality. So after the fourth time going to a meetup, asking, you know, the questions and being that guy, we're like, you know, I guess we kind of enjoy him, whatever. Yeah. That's what I was actually referring to. Everyone has their their different personality, right? They just bring their perspective and then it's just a character. So sometimes we shouldn't maybe call it toxic. Like there are some levels. And also, by the way, I agree with you, Tracy, on this part. Like, we need to diversify, right? Uh, Like, they just, if they see the diversity in the chapter, like, as a lead, like, as you are the leader, so that makes them kind of feel safe a little bit. Mm -hmm. So, like, creating a safe space and environment is really, really important when it comes to, like, communities. So, you they should feel belong, right? So, that's one of the, I guess, like, underlying kind of psychology behind the communities that I'm seeing like you need to feel belonging right so um so I guess yeah like if you it's it's not like only gender it's just you know more than gender Mm -hmm. too right so if you see like a black woman just leading a chapter so that's something that you know just tells to the world like 
there's like a you know safe space here and then like you need to diversify you know the community even not only the organizers all of the members too right how yeah. can you create that safe space you need to think about this one but i also like the idea Kruber, that you're talking about this idea that like you know, because I think we tend to do this as developers, like just overthink things, right? What are we going to build? Okay, how are we going to build it? Well, it's important that we build it. Well, should we build it? You know, it's like, okay, if you literally just take the first step and follow your passion, who cares what anybody else thinks? Just do it for yourself. Then mm-hmm. that's where the most successful communities come. And that's where, you know, the paths to success get started. Definitely. You have a great great example, Kubra, of, you know, how like, you know, your, your, your involvement in the community basically got you a job at Google, basically. Right. And (laughs) technically, yeah, (laughs) like, I I guess so. Yeah. But I don't want to call it that way too. At the same time, yeah. Like, you know, the, the journey is reflected like that, but at the same time, it's just, right time right people you know like all of the things come together like not like just one thing helped me but at the same time yeah it's just you know as a as a puzzle as i said you know just coming together hey folks i don't know if you've noticed but i've been working a lot on figuring out how to help people become the most valuable developers on their teams or becoming the top five percent of developers in the field if you're looking to level up figure out how to contribute more get the career you want get the career that you want that will support the lifestyle you want, then you should check out the Most Valuable Dev Summit. I've invited some of my friends across the community, people that you've heard of, people that have worked on systems that you use on a daily basis, people who have invented new ways of doing things over the years in programming, and I've asked them one question, and that question is, how do you become a top 5% developer? How do you become one in 20 of the best developers out there? And so we're going to go ahead and have that conversation with them in interviews on the Most Valuable Dev Summit. And you can find that at summit.mostvaluable.dev. I had a very similar um, experience as well. I was just hanging out, hanging out with developers. And then I, I was like, well, I should probably learn how to code. And then I was like, oh, man, I really like this. And then, you know, somebody was like, hey, do you want to come speak? And then, you know, all of a sudden, that's just kind of where everything ended up. But like, I had no intention. I was just kind of like hanging out, doing what I wanted to do. (laughs) That's actually like, that's actually, you know, like a motto, right? Do what you love and then love what you do. So then, you know, that brings you opportunities. And then you don't realize, you know, oh, like at the end of it, Oh, I enjoyed this one. And then, you know, I ended up like this. So I enjoyed my life. So it's kind of, you know, not only for developers, I say, but uh, for everyone, uh, you know, like uh, who is passionate passionate about something. So that will lead you to this one. But yeah, for developers, since we are running developer communities, we should think about them, right? So yeah, I agree with you. And I'm glad, you know, Tracy, you are like one of the WTM ambassadors like in our community, North America community. And then like we work a lot together. I'm glad that you contribute, you know, to our community too as a leader. So yeah, I really appreciate, you know, what you are already doing like for everything. Yeah, thank you. I enjoy it. And again, I think it goes to the idea of 
you know, why are people involved, you know? And I think, I think women feel, I mean, men too, but like all the women I know in the tech community feel very passionate about setting good examples, being there, you know, if they can for other women. And I swear, sometimes it's just showing up, you know, to have like a friendly face there where they feel comfortable. Yeah. I'm fortunate that like most of the time, if I walk into a room with a bunch of white guys, like (laughs) it's like, you know, it's almost like a safe space to me. I know a lot of women don't feel that way. And they're like totally freaked out. Like I've talked to a lot of women for, you know, GDG triangle, for example. And they're like, oh my gosh, do we go to this? So it's really just about hanging out, showing up and, and just being there. You know, you never know what type of impact you're having on other people or how it can impact your own life. Yeah, that's true. Can you tell us a little bit about the Women Tech Makers program out of Google? Yeah, definitely. I'm happy to talk about the Women Tech Makers program all the time. Like, you know, I can speak forever, I guess. So uh, Women Tech Makers program is like, you know, like a like Google's program to create visibility and increase diversity and inclusion, you know, across the board. Like it's providing like lots of resources and then lots of events, you know, for their own members and then ambassadors and also like beyond, you know, those programs underneath. So the idea, like the goal is that one, like thriving women in tech, right? So we help thriving women in tech and also like, Thriving women in tech help, you know, each other too. So that's how the community works, right? So we support each other. We lift each other up. So it's just, we have, of course, like a central team for Women Tech Makers program. And then I'm just responsible for the uh, regional part of it. So North America, uh, US and Canada. Right now we had like, actually recently we had a International Women's Day North America Summit. That event was kind of, you know, even though it was a virtual event, I really liked, you know, how connected we all are, like as women. And of course, like actually, you know what? Not only women, like allies are really, really important here too, right? It's just while we are talking about creating a safe space, safe environment for everyone, I think we need to just think about like being an ally, like for example, some men that I know, they support women too. So I think that's a you know good point to just bring women tech makers program as a whole, like you know, coming from Google that we are like right now, you know, trying to support with all of the things that we are doing. So yeah, this is you know the not like kind of in a nutshell, I just you know talk about there a way to sign up or anything? program. Yeah. yeah. A- uh, so you can go to the website womentakemakers.com and then you can find all of the actually like sub programs underneath. So there's like a membership. You can sign up as a member. Like if you are, let's say, you know, in your early career or if you are in your mid career or senior level. So you can just sign up for uh, for a select work- workspace that you can just meet with others and then you will have lots of resources actually coming from us like about you know just women in tech in general so membership is that if you are a community leader and running a committee so you can just be an ambassador of a chapter that you are running 
So that way you can, you know, like create some strategies or tactics, how to get more women in tech or like in your committee and diversify it. Like it's, yeah, this is like the ambassador program. And then we have many more other, you know, programs. Let's say one of them is really, really good. Actually, I really like that one online safety hackathon. So we haven't done it in North America, but some regions did. So it's more so like, you know, people are brutal on social media to each other. So how we were like kind of addressing that matter in terms of creating, you know, like a online safe space. So we like you can just check out all of the details on the website. But online safety hackathon is one of the favorite programs of myself too. Yeah. So if you want to be more involved, even you can just reach out to me. I have like my LinkedIn profile. If you look up with my name, so you can just reach out to me, send a message and I can just get you more involved. What What are the biggest challenges that you've seen when trying to invite more females into the communities? Yeah. You always ask hard questions. <laughs> I realize that now. <laughs> Hopefully they're good questions. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're all good. Like great questions. Because, you know, those are the real problems that we yeah. need to actually highlight and point out. Yes, definitely. So my challenge, like personal challenge, like to invite more female would be like, it's just women are kind of, you know, a little bit hesitant to actually just step up sometimes that I'm seeing, you know, like I like am trying to kind of appreciate all the time like personally you know like everything that they are doing like kind of supporting them so highlighting their work what what they have done and then building a confident community like you know overall that way like they can speak up more you know they will just like even myself it's not just you know all of the women in the community it's just myself too I get energy you know from all the women around myself too so that way like you know like kind of uh sharing your own wins this is a helpful way to just get more you know female or like i will call it like women to the community share your wins that way you will find yourself okay i'm doing this i'm good enough right and then it will just build um, that type of a connection with others not only wins, of course, it's just, you know, as I said, vulnerability makes you stronger. So if you share your failures too, that way, like it will come to a point that like everyone is going through the same struggles. And then that way it will, you know, like I'm getting more women in tech into the community, you know, like building some connections with them, like finding the same uh, spots that we are going through all of the things together right just make that connection is helping us yeah no that's it's wonderful it almost reminds me of when I'm looking up a question that I can't figure out on myself and that same person is responding back to the community and even to the point of like thank you everyone for helping me out I got it figured out Here's exactly what I've done just in case someone who comes along even many years later. So they, they're not struggling like I am. And it's just, it's always that amazing feeling to see, you know, kind of like boosting each other up. Yes, definitely. 
I think also it's this idea of, you know, let's say there's, you know, there's a room full of people and you're, you're a brand new and maybe you're the only woman in the room outside of, you know, let's say one or two other women. Um, You know, you might be thinking, oh my gosh, uh, you know, they, they, they look so comfortable. I'm so uncomfortable. Oh, they've probably been here before and everything like that. So what's happening is nobody talks to each other, but instead, if you just go up to people and say like, Hey, so glad to see another woman in the room. You know, you might be helping make their day and making them stick because they might be thinking the same thing, looking at you going, Oh my gosh, look at this person. Oh man, I'm so insecure. You know, I think we all have our own insecurities. And even if it's not out of insecurity, it's also just, you know, building relationships and friendship building too. So it's so small, but it's also so significant. Definitely. Yeah. Saying hi, even, you know, matters like to those Mm -hmm. people, you know, out there. So it's not about like gender, let's say. It's just everyone should be, you know, welcoming others, right? So it's just creating an open space. Yeah. I think, yeah, that matters a lot. And Tracy, you are really good at that. I know. Um, <laughs> so you are like a cheerleader, you know, in the community. So I really like your approach all the time. Um, yeah, I'm trying to just, you know, look up to you actually you know, as the leader too. <laughs> That's so funny because I'm so antisocial too. So, you know, I, I, my, my husband actually calls me antisocial and I'm like, I mean, well, uh, I am. <laughs> but yeah whatever we can do you know I mean I just I remember um I remember this one time I went to this event it was with a bunch of tech people and you know I was like do I really want to be here not really right but then um I I saw this girl and we started talking and I don't know why we started talking about cheesecakes but we did (laughs) and so we talked about cheesecakes for like half an hour and she wanted to start a cheesecake company you know, so she, she didn't really want to be there either. She's like, I'm here because my sister's here. And we talked about cheesecakes for a while. And she kept saying things like, well, this is why I haven't started a cheesecake company yet. And this is why this and whatever. And so a few weeks later, I saw her again and she's like, okay, I started a cheesecake company. And, you know, that was her life for the next, you know, gosh, 10 something years. You know, she wow. opened a bakery in the Bay Area. And so, you know, again, right, like two random people talking about something random and really impacted, you know, how she ended up living her life for 10 years. Wow. Yeah. So like, you know, I mean, was that intentional? No, not really. But like, it's kind of amazing, like how small conversations like that can spark anything, anything to come into your life, really. Those are the moments that I... I love the most, just um, yeah. especially if you're in a new environment and you're you're very uncomfortable because you're not sure if you should be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's how I am when it comes to like conferences. Um, I think I've only gone to the AWS, and if it wasn't for the fact that I, I saw their females there, I think I would have been really out of place. So hearing like stories about strangers just coming, you know, like oh, I, I think that person's really uncomfortable. Go talk to them, and just talking about the most random stuff that relaxes you so much that it. it changes your perspective of even being at that event and you're just like this is actually like the best conversation I've ever had and like the best day ever and and you you almost like it's it's because of a stranger you know and you you may never know them again but it's those highlights where you're this is it you know I'm actually happy for being in the you know wherever I'm going 
especially in the tech world, it's just almost like validation. <laughs> Definitely. I actually uh, re- like remember the one story that I heard recently. So one of the WTF ambassadors organized an International Women's Day event uh, last year. And then one person came to that event and then, then she became a develop- like front-end developer after that. Like, you never know what's going to happen. Like your cheesecake, you know, uh, story, Tracy. So it's similar to this one. So just attending one conference just can change your life, you know, forever. And then you realize, you know, what's inside of you, just pursuing those type of things. And then, yeah, I, I, I think like kind of, you know, connecting with other people is really, really important at any point. And then we like right now, unfortunate, you know, it's kind of limited during this pandemic. But at the same time, I, you know, like really find still valuable time just connecting with others, you know, on like different online platforms. You never know, right? So what's going to happen? You can change your career. You can change, you can meet your maybe like co-founder, you know, somewhere like through those uh, conferences or events so yeah I'm really in- inspired by those stories out there and then like with actually lots of programs that I'm right now running like I'm trying to you know like change people's lives to like just you know who am I like just one person you know but if I'm able to even kind of the kind of a you know domino affecting one life that person will change someone else's life and then it's just kind of you know going in that direction so I think you know like it's kind of a communal you know mutual benefits for everyone to just be connected every time but yeah small you know talks or like real deep down talks it doesn't matter it's just you know connecting with people so true Hey folks, this is Charles Maxwood and I just launched my book, The Max Coder's Guide to Finding Your Dream Developer Job. It's up on Amazon. We self-published it. I would love your support. If you want to go check it out, you can find it there. The Max Coder's Guide to Finding Your Dream Developer Job. Have a good one. Max out. Well, that leads us to kind of rounding out this podcast, going to picks. So does anybody have any picks that they want to share? Any exciting things you guys have run across in the past few weeks? I guess I can go. I Mm -hmm. just recently, my boyfriend just recently got me something for my wish list. And I don't know if you can kind of, it's a little dinosaur, like tea infuser. Oh, cute. (laughs) So uh, it's like my my third day now trying it out. It's pretty cool. It reminds me like Loch Ness. Uh, But yeah, the point of it was I didn't want to buy, continue buying tea bags because I know it just adds to the garbage. So I was trying to think of something more compostable. And then I was like, oh, tea infusers. And I just had a a whim of putting the dinosaur tea bag infuser into my wish list. And it came, (laughs) I didn't even realize it was going to be a surprise. I was really happy. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. So cute. Yeah. (laughs) Actually, I'm a tea person, so I need to maybe buy one of these. <laughs> it's really cute. It, it comes in a pack of two. It's a, a green and a blue one. And you can find it on Amazon. It's the, if you really want to know, it's the Tylevo Dinosaur Infusers. <laughs> nice. Yeah, definitely. Let's check out. I <laughs> love it. For me, I can't go next. Maybe I can tell you, I'm reading books lately, like a little bit, you know, kind of trying to pick up from where where I left off, but I read a book, so it's not like, you know, life-changing book. I I hate to say that, but 
it's just changing your perspective. I can just recommend that book, like The Four Agreements. If you haven't heard of it, just look up. There's some good advices and then how to change your, you know, perspective on some other things. So, yeah, I really like that book. Maybe that's my pick. I can tell. The, the Four Agreements. Is that right? Yes. it's called, okay. Yeah, it's called The Four Agreements. Okay, cool. Awesome. Okay, my pick, my pick, my pick. I just bought a rainbow purse. So I love rainbows and I'm always looking for like rainbow things. And there's this brand in the UK called Kurt Geiger and you can buy it in the US as well. So if you go to kurtgeiger.com, there, you know, there's a link to their US site. But anyways, they have a bunch of rainbow purses and, and rainbow like tennis shoes and rainbow things. And they're really good quality too. So if you're looking to add a little bit of rainbow to your life, definitely check out Kurt Geiger. Yes, definitely bought a rainbow purse today. Ooh, yeah, love it. Yeah, colorful. The, this actually reflects how, you know, colorful you are, right? <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to become a cartoon character. Like I'm just waiting, <laughs> you know, but I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. So thank you again so much, Kubra, for coming today. We really, really oh, enjoyed uh chatting with you and thanks for sharing all your knowledge about communities um thank you and we can find you on linkedin you said right yes find me on linkedin my name is kubra zengen i know i have like a lot <laughs> on my name it's hard to just look up but yeah you can just maybe use kubra k-u-b-r-a mm-hmm. um so yeah thank you so much for having me this was so enjoyable and yes. then hopefully it's useful for everyone too. Yeah. And thank you, you know, like for making the time, of course. Yeah. Yes. So much. And yeah. Feel free to reach out to myself and Maria for, for listeners that are listening on Twitter. And, you know, we'd love to hear who you would like us to interview next or what topics excited you. And, you know, if you want to continue the conversation on Twitter as well, we're always happy to chat. So we will see you next time. Thank you so much for joining. Bandwidth for this segment is provided by Cashfly, the world's fastest CDN. Deliver your content fast with Cashfly. Visit C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y dot com to learn more.